my nephew was about five years old. He was playing with the cat. And he was such a good little boy and stuff. You know, I, I'd never hear him swear or anything. I can remember being a little kid. And I, I, I think I was swearing. I knew it was wrong. I'd swear all the time. We'd swear in a real, like, South Park. And my nephew was sitting there playing with the cat. And he's kind of being rough with it. And I'm telling him, say, hey, be careful with the cat. The cat will scratch you. It'll hurt really bad. You know, you're going to want to cry. And he's like, I know, Uncle. I'm being okay. I'm okay. I'm like, all right. So I leave the room. And he's sitting on the floor in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, here, ow, fucking cat. And I look at the kitchen, and my nephew's sitting on the floor, and he just scoop kicks the cat across the room after saying that. And I'm half in shock because I had never heard him swear before. And I was like, oh, my God. And he looks right at me, and he's scared shitless. He's like, uncle, uncle, I didn't swear. I didn't swear. I'm like, yeah. You know, I look down, and his leg's actually bleeding from the cat scratch. I'm like, yeah, it's okay, buddy. Cat kind of deserved it. I won't say anything. He's a funny guy. He's like 20 now, 19. But another time, my father and him went to, uh, walked over to Hotoy restaurant, get some Chinese food during a blizzard, because we lived over near there. It's going to be the guys all going to get some food. I think we walked, because my father and I probably had a fog cutter or two. And we're sitting there, my nephew loves chicken fingers and loves duck sauce and stuff. And he's probably even younger than, he's probably only about four. And before he can, before I can stop him from doing it, he grabs a chicken finger and dunks it in the hot mustard. He takes a big bite of it. And I might have been able to swat it out of his hand, but part of me wanted to see what the hell would happen. So he took a big bite out of it. He yells out, Uncle, it's too tasty. I guess he didn't understand that. Or have a word for shit that was hot. At least he didn't swear this time. Anyhow. I will get it back to you. find the plug um, not really knowing what it looked like I had my father's plug that I found in the bathroom that went to his electric razor which was a coil cord like a uh, like a telephone and it did not have a step down transformer on the end of it it was just a straight plug I did not know that I should be looking for a plug that had a box on it. 
which I found out the hard way, that when I plugged it in, of course, I, let me just set the stage for you. I was in my bedroom, and my door was closed, and I plugged the cord into the bottom of the drill. It fit, not great, but it fit into it, you know? And it had just a regular two-prong electric outlet plug, which I plugged into the wall. And I put the screw on the end of the gun, and I went to put the screw into the wall, or into the door, and I pulled the trigger, and it went slow at first, and then super fast, like way faster than it had ever gone before, and the screw spun off the end of the drill bit and fell. So I turn and look, and I see the coil on the cord kind of weirdly just go straight, like it was fully extended, which it wasn't, and then smoke, and then flames. Yes, it set fire, and my sister and I were in my bedroom, I freaked out, dropped the thing, the cord went over the side of my bureau drawer, which was open, the bottom drawer, and I had just gotten a stereo for Christmas that year, you know, the dual tape, you know, I don't know what kind of was, realistic or something like that, it was, it was probably like a $60 stereo, it had a couple of speakers that went with it, anyhow, I dropped the cord and the drill, and the cord draped over the stereo, and over part of my bureau, my sister and I went running out of the room because my room was on fire and screaming down the stairs my mother's like you two kids don't knock it off I'm gonna call your father we're yelling fire 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 so of course my mother panics runs and grabs the phone calls 911 gives our address and reports that our house is on fire now we ran out of the room I don't know if this was just a flash fire or my bedroom was actually in flames and if you've ever listened to the story I have, I think it's episode 11, uh, 10 or 11, I'm not sure which it is, maybe even 12, about a, uh, a police chase I went on. My neighborhood is full of firemen, cops, uh, city workers, mailmen. There, there are literally four firemen that surrounded my house at this time. So when that call came in, we weren't outside, not, not, not only that, but my, we ran next door and got a fireman who was home. But we ran outside and ended up being within seconds, I swear. It was probably five minutes. Thirteen fire trucks at my house. And, uh, you know, nothing really happened. And, it, you know, there was, uh, my, my bureau ended up being scorched and there was a charred electrical cord. And, uh, you know, thirteen fire trucks full of firemen in front of my house. Maybe it seems a little uneventful, but it was amazing to me at the time as a kid. I thought I'd share that with you. Uh, Thank you. I will talk to you later. Speaking of fires, I burnt myself a lot as a kid. It may sound a little weird. But, um, I don't know, I was probably about five or six years old, and I touched the radiator in my grandparents' house. It was a pipe, hot water pipe, and scored, burnt my hand. Not too, too bad, but burnt it enough, it was sore. And then I was probably about two or three years later, I was at Boy Scout camp with my grandfather, and he had turned away for a second, and I was throwing rocks in a fire, and I thought if I grabbed one of the rocks on the edge of the fire, I could throw it in, and I burnt two fingers pretty good. You know, they all blistered and bubbled. But the worst one ever, I was much younger. 
and my mother was ironing. That's when we lived in a three-decker. My mother was ironing in the in the pantry. I think she was ironing right on the counter, and she had plugged the the, the iron in and left it on the counter, and you know, was probably doing other things. And I went in there to go get cookies, and I wanted to use two hands to grab the iron. I want to make sure I don't drop it because there's no way in hell this thing could possibly be on. I picked it up and moved it before, and with my right hand. Actually, I don't remember which hand. I believe it was my right hand. Took my left hand, grabbed the handle. My right hand, I grabbed the bottom of the iron to move it. And complete... That's probably about five. Completely burnt my hand. Oh. I just remember looking down in the palm of my hand. And all of my fingers were just a giant bubble. It was awful. I still have a little red mark on my hand. My father always thought I was... My mother always thought I was a birthmark. But my father was like, no. From one of the many times you burnt that hand. So needless to say, I, I I don't I try not to. Talk, I'm a little more cautious. Maybe it's one of those things you kind of learn from as a kid. But. About a year or so ago, maybe actually about two, two, almost three years ago now, closer to two, my buddy Jarrett was turning forty. Jack Krasowska. Um and he invited me to his 40th birthday party and it was a uh, costume party representing the decades we've been alive each decade so my wife and I went out and I dressed in my South High football jersey and a leather bomber jacket actually you know, I wore a leather bomber jacket and my wife wore my varsity coat because we were representing the 90s, which really isn't a very far stretch from how I dress right now, except I don't rock my high school jersey usually. But anyhow, uh, so we went out in Western Mass, and we drove from Central Mass out there, and Jared was very happy to see us, and was thrilled that I wore the shirt, because, funny enough, he has pictures of me wearing uh, wearing the shirt at get-togethers and parties we, he had when we were kids. And I didn't think much of it, but at the time... Oh, my pizza's ready. Hold on. At the time, uh, Jarrett was... uh, First of all, Jarrett is an artist illustrator. And I'm not going to get into all of that right now completely because I'm going to interview him in the future. He's going to be my first big-time celebrity I have on here. All right? Um, But he's an artist illustrator, does children's books and all sorts of, of other various artistic endeavors at any rate like I said I will give a much a much better interview in the future about that but he was doing a book about his life and the name of the book is called Hey Kiddo and he had a few parts that he referenced me in and he's also not just a book but it's a graphic novel so it's like a paperback comic book for lack of a better term and I'm not doing a great job of explaining this, but the exciting part is, is that he animated me in my South High jersey as a freshman in high school and as an eighth grader swimming in his pool and all these different things. I have a couple of lines in the book, so I'm actually in a book, and I was thrilled. I'm so, like, excited that, I, that he did this and included me. You know, I love the guy. He's a great friend of mine, so it was a big-time honor. But then, about a year later, he's like, hey, um, I sent your podcast to 
the people that are doing my audio book and they want you to uh, do the voice of your of you in the book. Even though I'm not a high school student anymore and my voice is much deeper, he pulled some strings and auto-tuned my voice a little and I got to play myself in the book and I was super thrilled about that. So that's like my first real credit, if you want to say. You know. And then he came to me about a month ago and asked me if I would like to do a live read at Mechanics Hall with him and another in a full cast or close to a full cast. I'm not exactly sure. Um, Mechanics Hall, February 23rd. The Hey Kiddo book, which is the name, which I'm probably sure I didn't even mention the name of it yet in this conversation, but will be a live reading of his book with a film in the back with the pictures of the book. And I get to play not only myself, but uh, various other male characters. Most of them I think is kind of ironic that anybody who has a beard in the book, it seems like I'm playing that role too, which is cool. I kind of look like his uh, art teacher, and I kind of look like random other people in it. But anyway, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so nervous even explaining this to you, how excited I am about it, and I just, I'm very, very happy. So if you're in Central Mass, Worcester area, Mechanics Hall, February 23rd, uh, get your tickets. I'm going to put this up today. I can't help you with anything else for more than that because it's, if you know who I am, I'm just a simple dude. You know, you have the internet. Look it up. But in the future, Jarrett will be a guest and I will try to put together a real interview. But I don't want it to make it like the regular interviews that he'd have with, you know, say NPR or whoever else interviews him. This is going to be me and him chilling, having a good time. So... I will slip in real questions to help him plug his stuff in the future. By the way, he's he's done millions of other books. You know, he's he's actually done the Jet uh, the the Jedi Academy. Yeah, my buddy Jarrett does Star Wars books. I mean, that's pretty damn cool, you know. And I feel like I'm neglecting the other ones right now, but I'm not gonna sit here and list all his credentials right at this moment. But nevertheless, I'm very excited and I'm happy. It's February 23rd, Mechanics Hall. The Hey Kiddo book. I believe it's unabridged or something to that effect. I don't have any paperwork in front of me right now, but it's awesome. Thank you. And, uh, I don't know. Wish me luck. What else can I say? Cool. And now, some fun facts. To me at first. All right. Indonesia is home to some of the smallest people in the world. I would be their emperor, but a towering five foot six and a half. Yes, I said a half because I am over five foot six, and it is important when you're only five foot six to add that half inch. <clears throat> All right, let's see another one here. We got a. Uh, the world's most populated island is the size of two soccer fields. I am not interested. That sounds terrible. Let's continue. Uh, let me see. What's the next one? We'll give you a... Hmm. Hmm. I'm scrolling here. Uh, there are only three countries in the world that don't use the metric system. I believe that's the uh, United States of America, and I'm probably not going to visit the other two anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, and then the, uh, uh, yeah, the longest place name on the planet is 85 letters long, 
I'm not even going to attempt to read it, but I do believe it is <clears throat> uh, Webster Lake. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. No, it's in New Zealand, somewhere else. Anyway, if you know the name of Webster Lake, it's like, you know, a bunch of letters. I'm not going to disgrace it by trying to read it. All right. And did you know that there are four babies born every second? Wow. That's a lot. Okay. And then the, uh... The coldest temperature ever recorded was 144 degrees Fahrenheit. And I believe, I'm not going to look it up, but I believe it was on top of Mount Washington and... Oh, no, it was in Antarctica. All right, I don't know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> oh, yeah, and then there's something to chew on. The Earth's ozone layer will make a full recovery in 50 years. You want to know why? Look it up yourself. I don't know, I'm just reading the captions. All right. And Japan is the world, I'm sorry, is the world's most earthquake-prone country. Yeah, I believe it's on the Ring of Fire. You know, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Johnny Cash sings about it. Okay. And then there are around uh, four quadrillion, quadrillion bacteria on Earth. Well, that makes me sleep well at night. And last but not least, people who are currently alive represent about 7% of the total number of people who have ever lived. Because there were people taking censuses back then that can account for everyone. That makes sense. And uh, those are your fun facts of the day. My name is Mike. I may be talking with an odd, an odd accent right at this moment, but sometimes I do that from time to time. And uh, I will say uh, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, as Bob Barker would say, you know, spade your cat and spade your dog. No, neuter your dog. Only you can prevent forest fires. He said something at the end of his show every time. Anyway, thank you very much. You have been listening to Stories from Central Mass with your host, me, Mike. And you are not Mike, or you would be hosting this your damn self. Thank you for your support. Please share, send this to your friends. Make it an anchor account, you know, maybe contact me through the anchor account. You can ask me questions. Anyway, you've been listening to me because you know this is the end. Good night.